Join the Bad Science Mobile Infantry and save the world. Service guarantees listenership. Would you like to know more? Running a podcast is hard work. Do you have what it takes? Sign up in person at the Encino Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Would you like to know more? Membership includes benefits. Visit exotic destinations like our storage room slash recording studio and the exciting alleyway behind Ethan's apartment where you could potentially pick Ethan up and take him to work because his stupid Honda Civic only has working AC on the passenger side. Would you like to know more? Embark on thrilling adventures like procuring Ethan's lunch from an Italian deli and perhaps do his laundry and maybe fix the AC in my freaking Honda Civic because uh, Ethan, Ethan, what are you doing? Uh, no, nothing. I was just doing the intro for the podcast. It doesn't sound like an intro. It sounds like you're trying to get our listeners to pick up your laundry. And no. Are, are you looking for interns? Yeah, well, we used to have an intern, you remember? And then he, like, went to some college or something. You and can't now... ask the listeners to be the intern? Why not? It's uh, I don't need that many. Also, like two mobile three. infantry. It sounds like you're starting an army. What, are you going to go to war with other podcasts? If there's a podcast that's, you know, giving us crap, then yeah, I will absolutely go to war with another no, podcast. that's never going to happen. Why not? Also, if you really needed a ride to work, you could have just asked. You know I live three blocks from you. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Could I get a ride to work from now on? Sure. Can, can we start the show? Yeah. Sorry. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I am your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and I'm very excited to talk about another Paul Verhoeven film. Uh, we talked about Total Recall last week, and here we're talking about Starship Troopers, potentially the second most ridiculous film of all time. Uh, I'm here talking with two of my best buds of all time. We've known each other for over a decade, and uh, uh, together we make up the music comedy group The Cooties. It's Eric Jackowitz and Jacob Jeffries. Hi. Hi. Wow. <laughs> Even the greeting was a harmony. Well, well are so you guys going to talk in harmony the whole time? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, great to see you guys. How are you feeling? So good. I did not know that this was a Paul Vanderhoven film. The uh, Paul Vanderhoven guy. Yeah, he well, did it looks like you didn't watch it till the end because it says right after the <laughs> last beat of the movie, it says directed by Paul Vanderhoven. I <laughs> always turn it off right before the credits. And we're not going to say his name right the entire time that we're doing What it. else did no. he do? What he other movies? He did movie? Robocop. He did Total Recall. Um, he oh, wow. did uh, uh, Showgirls, I think, or something like that. Anyways, mm-hmm. we are delighted <laughs> to have a uh, repeat guest scientist. I'm so psyched that he's here. He is the head of the Natural History Museum's entomology department and curator of entomology. It's Dr. Brian Brown. Glad to be here again. (laughs) Yes, I'm glad to have you. Uh, How's it going, Brian? How are you? It's going pretty good. Um, I spent way too much time listening to Paul Vanderhoven jokes. So, <laughs> I'm looking yeah, we're sorry to about that. The movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll get right to it. Uh, our mistake. It won't be hoving you to listen. To oh, boy. oh God! Oh God! And the jokes keep coming. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think of this as a Robert Heinlein story. You know, the he's the one who wrote the original Starship Troopers. Ah, yes, I which gotcha. was one of the golden age of science fiction sort of works. Are you a fan oh. of that book? Um. It's not, you know, Robert Heinlein was great for his time, but it's not something that's really stood the test of time that well for okay. me. Gotcha. Like L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, that, that his works are unbelievable even today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost religious. 
Um, I will say they they definitely came (laughs) they definitely strayed from the book a lot from what I understand I didn't read the book and apparently Paul Verhoeven didn't read the book either he said it was boring and depressing and stopped very quickly. So I'm going to wow. make a movie about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said he stopped after two chapters. It is really quite a bad book. That's a direct quote. Did he want to make the movie, though? Uh, yeah, he, he definitely wanted to make the movie, but he wanted to change a lot of stuff, I guess. But he only read two chapters. <laughs> I heard Tim Burton did the same thing with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like, he didn't read the book mm. before making his version. He only saw the original movie, and then he was like... I'm going to make the dark version of this movie. Uh, and then he made the movie and then he made, he read the book and he was like, this is way darker than I could have ever imagined. Got you. So yeah. he regretted that probably. Yeah. He yeah. regrets. He's filled with regret. He's in Burton's filled with regret. Well, most movies are adaptations of just the, the sort of main themes, right? Right. I mean, they got Robert Maybe. Heinlein's thoughts, the way that he was uh, projecting the, the military would be mm-hmm. to some extent in this, in this movie. Absolutely. Well, let me get your takes on the film okay when did you first mm-hmm. see it did you rewatch it recently and what is your general you know thought on it how do you do you like it do you not like it well i saw it when it first came out i remember being really excited about it uh, some of us from the entomology department got together and went and saw it mm-hmm. and you know the science part of it i mean you just throw it all out you just suspend belief because it's 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 crazy and you're left with kind of 90210. It's like a, <laughs> yes. it's a cross of a science fiction and an Archie comic. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Betty and Veronica and Archie and Reggie, and there's yeah. a Jughead in there. So, you know, it's still entertaining, though. Yeah. And it's still well-paced, fast-paced, fun. Sure. Get your pulse going. Yeah, absolutely. What about you guys? I agree. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're done. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Bad science. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Adios. No, uh, I. Uh, no, um, uh, listen, I saw it. Uh, I saw it for the first time with you when we watched it a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was your first time. Yeah, I was I, there. Yes. Oh, That's yeah. Right. We're but all heads up, <laughs> I fell asleep uh, halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, combination of uh, marijuana and I just I don't know. I don't. So, okay. Full disclosure. Sure. <laughs> Science fiction uh, is not my favorite cup of tea, hey, nor is it cool. my favorite movie genre. Right. Sure. So I'm just kind of like, I check out sometimes in that world. However, rewatched it last night. Mm. <clears throat> it was so and that good. That was you starting your engines. <laughs> and it was revving my engines. <laughs> I loved it last night. Oh, yeah. The shower scene, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have a fun fact about that, actually. So the cast only agreed to all be nude together in that scene if Paul Vanderhoeven, since we're was also keep, naked, if, was, if he was also naked. He and directed so he agreed, naked? And so he directed naked. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. One of us. He's one, one of us. us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I'm naked right now. Yeah, that's true. I didn't want to, you know, peek behind the curtain. If so that early, were but... true, we, I wouldn't be here. So, <laughs> Oh, no? Just... Makes you uncomfortable to see Eric naked? Yeah, I think that probably would. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, pretty strange. Um, so we all enjoyed the, the film. strange one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, clearly, <laughs> Brian. got a buck naked guy in here. What the hell is going on? And I'm yeah. strange. It's just a human body. Um, I really enjoyed the film, too. I thought it was very entertaining. And I think it's like one of the most misunderstood films of all time. Because people mm. kind of crap on it and mm-hmm. think that it's just this silly like movie for I don't know teenagers or something just like action packed uh, BS that's like not well acted but I think the whole thing is a satire and yeah. is you yeah. know poking fun at military complex and I don't know I just thought it was great I thought the whole thing like if you're not laughing and enjoying the film then you're watching it wrong 
Yeah. Right? I feel the same way. The internet was quite new at that time, too, and websites. I don't know if you guys were even alive when this movie came out. (laughs) We were alive. When did it come out? 98, I want to say. Ooh, just barely alive. I was eight. Okay. So, you know, all that, do you want to know more type stuff was Mm -hmm. very cutting edge at that time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Do you want to know more? But it's still still really prevalent in like ads, you know, online pop-up ads and stuff. That's Mm -hmm. that's all over the internet anyway. So it wasn't like they were reaching too far to to grasp at what reality would look like and when when does this take place? I think that's a good mark of a science fiction movie. Like if it can predict relevant things. Did they ever say what year? No, but it did. um, I looked online. 1991. It goes back back seven years Uh, from when it was made. It was in like 2139, something okay. like that. Yeah, those years are always projected, and they seem so safe when they make them, right? Right. Yeah. And then 1984 rolls by, <laughs> other yeah. other uh, dates, like Blade Runner 2049, that's going to come up soon. That's pretty, yeah, mm-hmm. in the and first Back Blade to the Runner Future. 2019. Yes. So it was like, we don't have flying Back to the Future was like 2015. Yeah, yeah. Idiots. <laughs> um, okay, so we all enjoyed the film. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend getting together with a group of friends with and making boys. a night out of it. You <laughs> know, make a, make a drinking game or something and just have it, a little get together because mm-hmm. that's really the way I think it's meant to be watched. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so let's try and quickly summarize this film in case people haven't seen it. I know it's a tall order. We don't have to get into all the specifics, but essentially. The whole thing starts out with what you're talking about, which is like an internet promotion for the military, right? right? And that and that comes over and over in the film. Like, it's telling you, we need your service, and there's all these perks that are, like, very uh, fascist in nature, which I'm sure we'll get into because there's a lot of, you know, Nazism going on in this movie. Um, but so they're, they're telling you, join the service, you can then be a citizen, you can f- be pregnant if you do it, and it's like an honor. And so we follow Rico, and his high school friends, which looks ridiculous, right? Yeah. Because they don't look like they're in high school. No, they're impossibly too <laughs> yeah. old and mature like 40. High school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're totally too old, but it's so funny. I love the turn of like, the movie starts out like a high school drama, like a CW show or something, mm-hmm. and then becomes this like war epic and it's really gruesome yeah. and violent. And I think that combo just in and of itself is hilarious. Yeah. And so there's a love story and... Don't uh, forget it starts with a flash forward too, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so they're on the Clendathu, the planet of the bugs, and they're getting right. slaughtered. And then it says, <laughs> which is, yeah, which is cool because it's a flash forward, but it's not a flash forward to the end of the movie, right. which is Correct. most flash forwards right. do that. This is a flash forward to practically the middle, the middle of the movie, yes. which is great. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, yeah, one year earlier, and they're all in high school. Love it. <laughs> they're all deciding what to do. Like, what are we going to do with our high school, post high school? Yeah. <laughs> what are we, I got to go to Harvard. My dad says, I got to go to Harvard, but I want to go to the military. I want to become a citizen and serve my country. From a Strangely white bread Buenos Aires. <laughs> yeah. A lot of white people in the Buenos Aires. What's going on with Argentina in the year 2139? They don't talk about it. They, I don't know if you guys have yeah. any theories on that. Everyone from Iowa moved to <laughs> yeah, Buenos Aires. Like there was some kind of um, legal reason they couldn't make it Beverly Hills, which is obviously where it's set. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All these people are just rich, white. Buenos Aires, 90210. <laughs> yeah. And they all say it like that too. Buenos Aires. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't say Buenos Aires. <laughs> yeah. I'm from here, Buenos Aires. Born and raised, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, 
so yeah, then they go to the, they have to fight the bug planet. There's a bug invasion, which is also kind of like a weird, like, I don't know. It seemed like the bugs were just kind of defending themselves. Like they weren't really attacking, but there was like a propaganda effort to make it seem like they were. And then they sent our troops over there. And that's kind of the whole basis of the movie is us fighting the bugs. Bugs. Yeah. Right. Right. The bug aggression, they call it. <laughs> That's correct. And the hysterical reaction to it, overreaction to it. I mean, the Huge. most hysterical scene in the uh, whole movie is that the school teacher with the kids and the kids are stomping on those hissing cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if that was real or not, but those poor <laughs> hissing cockroaches. I mean, they're the most <laughs> innocuous of insects. People have them as pets. and People see, have cockroaches as pets? Oh, the hissing cockroaches, yeah. Why the hissing cockroaches? Uh, because they're not particularly dirty and they're, mm. they're just nice uh, cockroaches to hold. They don't try to scurry away and, and nice hide. nice cockroach to hold. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. insane. You got them. <laughs> so what does that mean that they can... Mm. Sorry. No, no, please uh, chime in at any time. They are they are just like calm. Uh, right, calm things to hold. And they do this kind of hissing thing if you bother them. Do this. Okay. It's kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a fun thing it. to have. Yeah. People, have you, do you own them? I do not. I don't have any insect pets. No. Got it either. Do you have any pets? I have two dogs. There we go. Well, they probably have like fleas. So then you kind of have insect Yeah, pets. by proxy, you have insect Wow. Pets. <laughs> stump the dock. <laughs> well, Those aren't defined dock. as pets. Okay. Those are parasites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't want them Unreal. around. Yeah. yeah. My dog has ticks. <laughs> I guess I got tick pets. <laughs> guess I got five new pets. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Show them off. Um, okay. So I guess the big question I have for you, and I have a lot of questions as far as bugs are concerned. I'm sure the guys probably do too. These, okay. they call them arachnids uh, constantly in the film, but arachnids are spiders most of the time, right? Arachnids are spiders and they're relatives. They have eight legs. Mm. I think that's why they give them the name arachnids. But, you know, they're not related to... I mean, trying to apply real science to this kind of movie is just right. absurd, right? <laughs> well, that's why we're here. That's the logline of the show. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that they're arachnids is, is impossible because arachnids evolved on Earth, obviously. But they appear to be eight-legged mm. creatures that have no particular head set off, right? Yeah, Their right. head is just... What is that? It looks like a giant, like, weird shield or something. It's like a Venus right. flytrap, too, because it kind of yeah. opens yeah. and swallows, right? Yeah, the design of the alien is one of the more intriguing things in the movie, I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. It's also, got that big... Uh, you can't see this, but it's, it's like kind a stapler. of an angled yeah. hook. Yeah. Staple remover. Like it's like a, a staple remover. Like Thank a, you. Like a staple yeah. remover. Like a radula. <laughs> That's right. And you got to wonder what their natural enemies were that they had to evolve such a oh man such a morphology. And you get no clue from from uh, Clendathu because it seems to be a planet <laughs> devoid of other life. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a desert. <laughs> yeah, and the only thing that lives there is this weird arachnid, this weird staple alien. remover, this yeah. horde of staple remover apparently. alien. But don't they? Aren't they like right now in the movie? They're kind of like notoriously taking over other planets, right? Isn't that the thing? Or did they evolve I, on this I planet? I see. I don't think so. Or is that so. what they're telling you? Right. I think they're uh, telling us like, oh, they're coming for us and shit, but they're not. They're just living on their planet. There's chilling. like a meteor that comes, but I don't know. I don't know if that's like on purpose or not. I thought they, they were kind of. Well, some people are saying that the humans are invading the, the natural habitat of the, of the right. bugs, of the arachnids. Oh, got it. Okay. Was there like some oil thing? Like, did we need to get there? <laughs> that makes sense. For any reason? And we're painting the bugs as the enemy? Manifest wow. destiny, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are there bugs that 
are similar to this. I don't even know what to call it. I, I want to say arachnid, but I know that's not right. Um, Stable remover. There are things called <laughs> camel crickets. Camel crickets. Sun scorpions. That's another name for them. They oh. have the biggest mouth parts per body size of any animal. Whoa. So um, wait, camel crickets and sun scorpions? Same thing, just yes. different name. Correct. Those are But is it names. more of a cricket or more of a scorpion? They're arachnids, so oh. they're in the sun scorpion or sun scorpion. spiders or whatever you want oh, to call okay. them. Yeah, the common names. Scorpions just, are arachnids as well? Yeah. Okay. I saw Camel Crickets open up for Radiohead in 1999. <laughs> How was the show? <laughs> so good. They're unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> so camel crickets or sorry camel crickets is the wrong name i'm getting mixed up here oh. they're, they're sun spiders sun spiders. or sun scorpions or sun scorpions okay and they have huge mouth parts <clears throat> that they use to crush their prey right oh okay they don't really have venom so mm. they're kind of like the arachnids in that way they have these gigantic mouth parts for their body size wow okay. and then during Desert Storm, there were there were a lot of pranks going on about them, where the uh, the soldiers would hold them up, like way in front of the camera, so it looked like they had a, a sun scorpion that was a meter long or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the perspective made it right, look right, right. Like, yeah. How so, big are they normally? They get to be about this big, which is still frighteningly large, about yeah, two or three inches. Like four inches. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, any scorpion I think would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Right. Do they have venom in their tail, or what's the deal with the tail? Scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. But not this one. This one just mouth stable. This one doesn't have a stinger on the tail. Stinger, right. Oh. Do people die from scorpions? There are some scorpions that have extremely strong venom that people can die from. Wow. Wow. Where are those located mostly? Well, we have some of them in the United States, Arizona and places like that. (laughs) USA. 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 Poison scorpions. (laughs) Yeah. So, but not really in Los Angeles, although some campers apparently are bringing them back. From the uh, what? From the, the poisonous river. scorpions? Yeah, not not intentionally, but oh, you know, you go camping I, with a tent or whatever, and then you pack it up when you're done, and yeah. they get oh, and they just there. climb in there Surprise. because it's yeah. nice. Sun that, scorpion. We think that's how the brown widows got established here in Los Angeles too. Oh, oh yeah, hipsters going camping, thinking glamping. I'm, yeah, I'm really cool. I'm gonna come back and now kill my family. Accidentally, of <laughs> accidentally. course. Accidentally. Oh well, yeah, accidentally, of course, and our murderers. I blame Coachella. <laughs> How yeah, many deaths would you say per year Coachella is the, <laughs> responsible. the cause of. responsible for? Right. <laughs> Not that many, I guess. And he will no. never answer that question. <laughs> no. I'm going to keep asking. Um, so Dr. Doug told me that uh, yellow jackets are the most dangerous uh, insects on the planet. Is that true? Well, I wouldn't want to contradict anything Doug Yaniga says. Okay, so oh. let's pretend I just heard it from an anonymous source. I don't know. I mean, honeybees, there's a lot of people who are allergic to honeybees, and people get stung by those probably a lot more than they do yellow jackets. Okay. But I, I've never seen any statistics, so Doug's probably right. Got it. What about bullet ants? I heard those are Sounds really dangerous. Deadly. Yeah, but the number of people who get stung by them is pretty small, relatively speaking. I think, didn't Doug say that, Dr. Doug say that, uh, like, in the world, that's the most, right? Did you say the world? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Most deadly, yeah. Yeah, yellow jackets were more deadly than bees, like, worldwide. Just because there's more We don't have them them here, he said, right? Or we do? Uh, Yellow jackets we have here. Oh. You know what the most deadly animal is in North America? Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Panther. No. No, animal or insect? I want to guess this. I said animal. animal. Uh, Human. Oh. Well, beside that. Oh. Definitely us. That was a true question. Right. Um, <laughs> white-tailed deer. 
Whoa. Oh, they kill us while we're driving by accident. Correct. Oh, Oh, Jesus. So at least they're not like, you know, a predator. They're not trying to kill us. They're their own. That's what they want you to believe. (laughs) The result is the same thing, right? That's true. Death is death, my bro. Yep. Yeah. So why do they love the road so much? (laughs) Well, they like edges. You know, that's where there's the most uh, greenery for them to browse on and so on. Yeah. Damn. Do we kill a bunch of them too? Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever driven on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, but it's just a a slaughter. A deer slaughterhouse. Yeah. They call it the wow. Deer Slaughterhouse Highway. Yeah. Venison Valley. <laughs> Ooh, hey, like come on now. Uh, somebody rename <laughs> it that. Venison Valley. Venison Valley. Um, okay, there is a scene in this film where they, and it's in high school, of course, where they're dissecting a large, what looks like, I don't know, a beetle, maybe? Um, yeah. Again, trying to assign real names to these things. <laughs> Sorry. I just, you know, I don't know one from yeah. the other, but I'm trying to figure it, looks it out. It's kind of beetle-ish, but it's got... Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any real beetle characters except that it's got a line down the back. Oh, okay. So it had kind of like lobster legs. Yeah. yeah. Little lobster legs. I don't know. The, the things that looked like beetles the most to me were those fire breathing giants that came out yeah. of the earth. Oh, man. Yeah. That was those guys awesome. Were cool. Yeah. yeah. Those look like uh, darkling beetles. Darkling beetles. Which, like or stink bugs, we call them here. You oh, yeah. see them on the trails when you're out walking yeah. in, the, in the desert. They kind of. Yeah. I like how they set up a hierarchy of enemies. Like they had like the little arachnids as the soldiers and the like, foot soldier vibes, and then they had the stink beetles yes. as like the next in line, yeah. and then the brain boy at the end. Yeah, brain but, like, boy. But. Yeah, I was. Can, can I ask Doctor uh, Brian a question? Anything you, you want? Can. Oh, okay. Do you think that they like asked entomologists what was up when they were making this, or did it behoove them not to ask so they could use their imagination to whatever they wanted? Mm. I think they definitely did not ask <laughs> <laughs> entomologists, <laughs> and so they displayed quite a bit of of enthusiastic creativity. I would say. Do you yeah. think it helped them? It's probably maybe cooler. with realism, but maybe that's not what they want, right? Right. right. Yeah, maybe they like met with a, with one guy in the beginning, and they were like, "Well, this is all wrong." And they were like, "Thank you for your time," and then <laughs> yeah. they just kept. We're going. gonna keep yes. going. <laughs> we have, we're, too, we're too far. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, a movie like Alien, they tried really hard to have a believable biology going there. Oh. But uh, something like Starship Troopers, the the arachnids, it's a society, right? An insect mm-hmm. so- society, sort of like. Modeled on ants, maybe. Right. Where there's the queens. Right. There's the various soldiers, workers, and right. so on. But the, the members of the society in this movie seem to be different species, Ooh. which doesn't seem like it would work particularly well. Got it. Wow. All working together for the uh, survival of the one species, presumably the arachnids. Right. And we don't see the reproductive part of the arachnid society either, right? No. Like no. the uh, there's, there's no a quote in, in Alien. For spiders. Yeah. yeah. There's a quote in Alien. Somebody's laying these eggs. We ha- there's something we haven't seen yet. And that's the same thing in Starship Troopers. Oh. Right. Do Wonder spiders oh, have like, because I know what like an ant pile looks like in like an ant colony from the movie Ants with a Z. Oh, well, like, is there? Yes. Um, you know, is it's there, really like, sad. That's where people get their scientific knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what they showed me in school. Yeah, no, you're talking to three goofballs over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, it, are there spider colonies and like diff- or like dung beetle colonies? Like, what does that look like? There are. I got to be careful here. There are spiders that are kind of colonial mm-hmm. that live together, but they don't have societies like that. There's no hierarchy. There's no queen spider or no. Because no. I've heard, like, wasn't it in the movie Arachnophobia, there was, like, a queen at the end of the 
movie. Another stunningly well. accurate source for your, yeah. <laughs> for your entomological information. We got to do arachnophobia. That movie's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll John Goodman. All right, great. I mean, they, they, I feel like that's a cool thing for a movie to do is to have a queen or have like a bo- big yeah. boss. It's like a video game thing. Right. Right? Totally. So you would want Same to Same thing that. with Independence Day, which mm-hmm. was also the aliens from Independence Day reminded me of the aliens and Starship Troopers. Oh. Like the head to me was saying. very like big, similar. Long, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, what, I mean, so ants have queens and, and in this one there's like the brain boy, brain bug, and he can like control... Uh, the entire colony or like send messages out. Mm. So are there insects that do that? Yes. Just really? about all the social insects do that with chemicals, pheromones, it's called. Okay. So they control all aspects of the colony behavior by the concentration of the pheromones. Hmm. So how do they, they put this out? Like, as it like they have to be nearby? How does this work? Yeah, it diffuses out through the colony, through the interactions of the workers, basically. Because ants, you know, they feed each other and they exchange chemicals when they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between a queen bee, for instance, and a worker bee is all nutrition. So they get fed certain things. They're genetically, they're basically the same, but they oh. get they get fed as larvae certain uh, oh. chemicals that makes them grow into a queen and Whoa. actually have the ability to control a colony once they mature. Is that not like genetic? Like, how, how do you decide who the queen bee is? How do they decide? You feed them. Who well, feeds? Who, who who decides? The workers that? feed them. Uh, so Whoa. when the so the standard story is when the queen bee is getting old or when the colony is mature enough to support the uh, production of reproductives, then the workers start feeding some of the larvae with this special stuff called royal jelly. And that <laughs> royal jelly. <laughs> Another great band. These are all band names. That's by actually the way. Yeah. Yeah. that was actually Ludacris's third record. <laughs> royal so, jelly, whoop, whoop. <laughs> so the the royal jelly helps the um, Helps the larvae. You're throwing me off here. Sorry. <laughs> helps, sorry. The, helps the larvae develop working um, reproductive system and so on. Okay. That allows them to, to control the colony. Okay. So the workers decide with some. Well, oh. Yeah. With cues from the queen when it's time to do this. Okay. But yeah, I guess I'm, I'm piggybacking off what Jacob said, which is like, how do they know which one will be uh, the queen? Who's the chosen one? Yeah. Right. They, on an individual level, I don't know if anybody knows that. Oh, oh. mystery. No. Insect mystery. We, we don't need to solve it just yet. I do. <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of it by the end of this He's podcast. He's on a mission. <laughs> That's the whole reason the queen, for this. the queen. And so, so you said, so bees have queens and right. ants have queens. Yeah. Are there, and you said any social insect? Right. So what are the other social? The main social insects are wasps, bees, ants, and termites. Oh, um, termites. Queen termite. I hate that. Yeah, that Just sounds the sound terrifying. Of that. And termites are kind of an offshoot that's separate because the ants, bees, and wasps are all related, right? Oh. They're what we call hymenoptera, the ants, bees, and wasps. That's ants their, are related to wasps? Yeah. Whoa. Hymenoptera. Huh. Did I say that right? Hymenoptera. 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 Right. Hymenoptera. And what does that mean? It means um, wings that are made out of a membrane. Wings that are made out of a membrane. Oh. But then why are ants hymenoptera? They have wings. Yeah, ants, the reproductive Winged still ants. have wings, but oh. the, the workers generally don't have wings. Oh. Do they shed yeah. them? Wait, are they born no. with them? No. They're born without them. No oh. wings. Yeah. So that's how you know you're a worker, I guess. 
Yeah, among other things. You don't have a functional reproductive system and so on. Oof, that hurts. Oh, you just, you, you go solo your whole life, work and work and work and die. Right. But you're extremely closely related to your, to your uh, nest mates. Mm. So your contribution to the colony is disproportionately helping your genes in groups like Hymenoptera. Wait, what do you like mean? Strength in numbers? No, what I mean is that they're all descended from a single mating, just about a single mating. Oh. From, like, you know the, the life cycle of a colony. A queen flies out from a new nest, meets with a male in flight. They mate, and that sperm has to do her the rest of her life. Wait, in flight, they mate? Yeah, you yeah. got that part right. <laughs> so you're saying ants, a queen ant, and I guess some sort of king ant. Uh, My eye club. Does it, yeah, in the air? Yeah, the king, they don't have much of a king-queen re- relationship. I mean, the males mate with the, the queens and then they die. Whoa. Whoa. How many males does she mate with? Well, we don't really know that too well. Um, we presume that it's more than one, but we don't know for sure. Okay. How do you conduct these experiments to, or to uh, to observe this? Like, do you have to create a fake colony colony that you can observe, or like, do you have to do it in the wild? You can observe ants mating. It's not a, a difficult thing to see. Mm. Mm. They're not private about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, termites, on the other hand, Jacob is typing. By the way, that, <laughs> yeah. that noise. <laughs> termites on mating. Okay. <laughs> termites mate, have <laughs> actual kings, right? The the queens and the kings. They mate, uh-huh. and then the queen runs off and founds a colony, and the male goes with her. Wait, I thought the male dies. In the ants and the bees, that's true. Oh, in the ants and the bees, the male right. dies. The king, uh, supposed king, who was really treated like a pawn, I guess. And then... Hey, sperm donor. Hey, come on. Hey, come on. And then the... Yeah, sperm donor. <laughs> the, exactly. the old ants and the bees speech. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know about the ants and the bees? Yeah. <laughs> and then the... Sorry, wasps and termites. No, just the termites. Oh, just the termites. The males survive and live in the colony. <laughs> wow. Okay. And what happens with the wasps? The wasps, the males die too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, they die correct, directly after mating? Yeah. Cool. Wow. Why? Or like, is, uh, yeah, why? They're superfluous <laughs> after that. Oh. They're not What's no purpose? What's their point? So they're lover so, ants. Or lover gigolo bees. ants. Gigolo, gigolo ants. ants. Yeah, the sequel to ants. <laughs> gigolo <laughs> ants. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm a gigolo now. <laughs> that was your Woody Allen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. That's great. Um, well, yeah, I was going to ask about the dissection because they pull out all this stuff that looks like human stuff. And I know it's not based on reality, but I was curious because they pull out like a huge. It's like, like a long intestine. Yeah, like a big stomach intestine, something or other. And then like a like an organ looking. It looks like a liver or whatever. Yeah, Insects have organs, too. Okay. Yeah, even though yeah, we don't on, think man. about hey, it. No, I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> if, if you were if you were to dissect a big insect, like a big cockroach or something, you could see their heart-like organs and their liver-like organs and their they have a long gut tract as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. That scene was like ridiculous. I watched that this morning where yeah. like there was no specific purpose to why they were like pulling all these organs out. So yeah. he's just like, <laughs> it's like Mary Poppins' purse or something like right, that. And yeah. he's like, great. Hey, and then he's like, hey, hold this. And like, yeah, I don't she know vo- why. And she barks. And she barks. Yeah. That yeah. was a great, I want to say that was a great vomit. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was like kind of chunky. Her throw up was good. It's one of the best vomits in cinema history. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. what was the per- so? I guess they were just dissecting it. It's just a funny. I, mean, I think they were showing yeah. you how gross these bugs are and trying to make you as a viewer think like, like, man, these bugs suck. Like, yeah, how and ugly made and gross that other are. girl dizzy look really badass because she's handling the bug like mm. I, oh, I, yeah, nobody's yeah. business. You know, yeah, I'm not, cool. I'm not prissy uh, Carmen, <clears throat> right? You know. Also, the teacher looked very hardcore, like the ginger yeah. lady with the, like the buzz the cut lady? and like yeah. she was blind. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, well, every teacher is somehow like wounded because they were. In uh, right. right. They're they, veterans, yeah. Yes. Exactly. They're all veterans. But can we go around the room? Veronica or Betty? Ooh. Mm. What are you talking about? Denise Richards or... Uh, Dina Myers. Or Dizzy. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's just like an Archie comic, right? Yeah. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ethan, are we t- Are we going... Straight appearance, or are we going like I, I want to go on some dates with this? I want to like midair mate with this cat with this gal. <laughs> I want to be, I want to fly up, <laughs> yeah. I wanna fly and I want to and... die. And you have to be worth dying, yeah. After. She's the girl yeah. worth dying for, yeah. okay. Girl worth dying for. Uh, I go Denise Richards. That's <laughs> yeah, if we're going obvious. just uh midair mate, then I'm going Carmen. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm actually going to uh, going to go with the other lady. <laughs> uh, Dizzy is her name, Dizzy Gillespie Dizzy. over there, yeah. Um, I'm a big admirer of Dina Myers. Mm, oh, yeah. All right. What up? Double diz. <laughs> <laughs> They're double dipping on the diz here, guys. Yeah. Oh. The room is divided. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this wait. Is, this is weird now. Deciding vote. Swing it, Brett. Oh, oh yeah. Brett, Our producer, sure. Brett. Um, I'll do Dizzy. Dizzy! Dizzy! All right. Have you seen the movie or are you just saying something? <laughs> Haven't seen the movie. Hasn't seen the movie. Oh, God damn it, Brett. Fake news. You just said Dizzy because it's a cooler Start name. with that. Jesus Christ. And she's the quarterback of the football team. That's right. I love that, that by the way. That is very cool. She's QB. I thought that was sweet. She also appeared on Beverly Hills 90210. I think love a lot it. of them. I think there was like four oh, or yeah. five of them were all in that show. Hey, Doc, you like the show 90210, huh? You mentioned that a few times. I've never actually seen the show. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so wait, how did you know that? I just happen to know. All know. right. He's all a right. big admirer, remember? Yeah. That's right. That's right. And he has a wealth of knowledge in his brain. <laughs> he knows everyone's credits. <laughs> All right, everybody, and very specifically Brent, I am super excited to announce that our sponsor today is DC Universe. You like DC? One of the municipality? No. Just north of... No. No, like Baltimore, you know, Virginia kind of? DC Universe. You know what I'm talking about? Well, it's not that big. It's just kind of like a little neighborhood, I think. But, you know, the Capitol's there, and the Smithsonian, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. Okay, I don't think you know what I'm talking about, but you guys have to get DC Universe, okay? It's the only place you can watch the all-new live-action Titans, which premieres this fall. I love fall, by the way. Favorite season. What's your favorite season? Is it like a bunch of senators are putting on a show? Get over it. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Listen, you also get Young Justice Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, and Harley Quinn. That'll all be coming your way 2019. Are these all K Street lobbyists I haven't heard of? Is it just like a super pack? I just, I regret putting you on mic so bad. DC Universe has features that you have to see for yourself. There's a world-class comic reader that even works on your big screen TV. And there's a thoughtfully curated, regularly refreshed library of 2,500 modern and classic titles. Oh yeah, the Library of Congress. They have like an original declaration. No! It's not another streaming service, okay? None of us need that. It's it's what you would call the ultimate DC membership. DC Universe works on all your favorite iOS and Android devices, as well as Roku, Apple TV, and Google Chrome. 
Chromecast, I believe it's pronounced. Join for just $7.99 a month, or better yet, grab a $74.99 annual membership and save 20%. You can join today at DCUniverse.com. Yeah, where your Chromebook is. Yeah, where your Chromecast lives. <laughs> the break is over. Here we go, back to the show about science. Um, okay, there's... Uh, I, I found some interesting facts about spider webs that okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, but there's no webbing in this movie at all, right? No webbing. Yeah. yeah. No webbing. So if they're arachnids, I wonder why they left that part out. It's just because of the legs, I guess. Right. Because it's not an accurate name. They do have webbing. Oh. What? The internet. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, it says that they can... It's not just about spider webs. I have to kind of like spider facts, but uh, they, they, it says that they can tune their webs and that they can like listen through hairs on their legs. They have like good hearing that way. Is that true? If it says. If it says the yeah. internet. <laughs> I mean, spider silk is really amazing structure. It's uh, stronger than steel of the same thickness. Oh, wow. And it's something that if we could produce in... Uh, economically viably in commercial quantities, it would be incredibly useful. Why in the world can't we do that yet? Yeah, now I feel like yeah. we're stupid. Well, we need spiders the size of the arachnids, I think. Right. But can't we, like, figure out the chemical composition of a spider web? Yeah, people are trying to do that. Okay. Maybe, oh maybe it, they're being successful with uh, bacteria to make the, the right. proteins, right? I can't believe that yeah. it's, it's so 2018 strong. and we can't make the spider's yeah. web. So I that means it. that, like, it, theoretically... Spider-Man, when he does that on the buildings, mm-hmm. then that's kind of accurate because it's strong as hell. Right. That could hold a human being and swing through buildings. And also he's very selfish because he should just be making a bunch of this stuff and giving it to everybody. Or Yeah, but some company is going to like, you know, exactly. harvest him and like, it. As soon as he starts to give away. in a room just like they're yeah. milking Spider-Tobey Maguire for all of his web. Yeah. Yeah, that's, but why does it come out of his wrist? He should have to pull down his pants of to his get butt. The- yeah. It comes out of the ass? <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. Charlotte's web. It comes out of the abdomen of the spider, right? The Which would be the, the butthole? The tail end. The tail end. They have the a, rectum. They have a special organ for producing the silk. Oh. It's not the outlet for is the... It, it's a separate orifice. Yeah. It's a, but it's around the... Yeah, it's the tail end. Got it. Okay, so it's just cool that it comes out of his hands. Right. They just want him to be cool. <laughs> I mean, it'd be really ridiculous be if he's flying around the city through <laughs> via his butt. <laughs> like, I would love that. That'd be so Bumping good. into buildings. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Can't see where I'm going. If only I could have these in front of me. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> well, that's how spiders get around, right? Is, is they do what we call parachuting. They produce silk and they produce a long strand that the wind then catches and lofts them away, wafts them away. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying they travel via web? Yeah. Like a small spider doesn't weigh much, so they put out a big strand of silk and the wind can catch it and carry them along. And they just hold on. They go it's wherever just they, attached. Wherever yeah. they want. So it's how they can distribute themselves over large areas. Wow. So do they have to like deposit like a big like bit of silk first so that it could stick to the surface and then they can descend down? How does that work? Hmm. I don't know if you, if they need such a big chunk of silk, but they need some kind of structure, anchor. right? Yeah. To anchor it. Got it. Whoa. When you see in arachnophobia that tarantula descending, yes. are you thinking that? Because yes. that would never happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, in this documentary, I saw A Bug's Life. What? <laughs> Dude, we're trying to talk about troopers, and you just can't bring it up. Oh, they're films. Well, it's just That's spider okay. stuff, yeah. No, yeah, I know. No, no, spider no. stuff, why not? 
Um, <laughs> Come on, guys. There's a there's there's also a couple spiders that do some weird stuff underwater. So I found that there's one that can survive like a day or so underwater, and another one that like puts himself into a coma. Whoa! And like spends a long time underwater, and then it's just completely like knocked out until they finally land like on the land, and then they wake up. Well, uh, I don't know about that one, but the okay. fishing spiders they make a silk lined bubble underwater. In okay. which they can live or they can breathe. Oh, so they have yeah. a, their own little submarine. Right. Whoa. Their little wow. aqua lung. Wow. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that? We can. Dude. We have submarines. Well, we have submarines, but I <laughs> right. want to make it out of my butt. No. <laughs> I want a submarine coming out of my submarine. butt. What is the issue? No. Submarine butt. Why not? No. Come on. Not, Jacob. No. Let us. Let me. No. no. All right. What about lobsters? Are those, I heard that they're like the spiders of the sea. <laughs> you heard that? <laughs> They have In what a, way? I, well, they have the similar... Uh, scorpion pinchers. Scorpion pinchers. Yeah, and like, okay. Uh, That's kind of convergence, right? Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. wondering if there's any sort of similarity to so like crustaceans and... Crustaceans are a different group than arachnids. Right. But similar, But maybe. similar? But they're still arthropods, yeah, which we call jointed leg creatures like insects and other things. Okay. That have mm-hmm. an exoskeleton. Their skeleton's on the outside. And because it's hard on the outside to move, they have to have joints, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Joints in the uh, exoskeleton. Got Got it. So pretty cool. Arthropod is the name for Arth- cool. arthropod. Got it. Arthropod. Arthropod. Uh, very cool. Okay, so because this thing takes place in Buenos Aires, uh, <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> if you've been there and if you've had any uh, fun. Uh, I don't know uh, explorations. I have been to BA, as they call it. Ooh, they call wow. it BA? <laughs> I think they do. BA. Uh-oh. I've been to BA. <laughs> it's a nice It's a nice city. It's uh, some ways it's similar to Los Angeles in terms of climate and oh. so on. Oh. Interesting. But uh, we spent relatively little time there. We went up into the north to Iguazu Falls to do some research there. Wow. Oh, okay. yeah. What were you researching? I work on some flies that are parasites of ants and bees. Whoa. Whoa. So we call them ant decapitating flies, some of them. Lay their eggs inside the ant's head, and then the egg oh. hatches, and the larva feeds. And eventually, the ant's head falls off. Sometimes before the rest of the body stops walking around. Uh, Holy shit! So yeah, Doctor Brian stuff. Brown lives in a hell storm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lives in an insect nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a nightmare from the flies' point of view, but oh yeah, no, right. Yeah, awesome they love it. Them. Yeah. Where yeah. are those? Fl- are those flies invasive, or do they? Are they from Argentina? Now, those flies are found all over the world, basically. Whoa. Here, too? Yes. Wow. Jeez. And they actually have potential, maybe it's not going to work, but potential to try and combat invasive ants. Because, like, fire ants in the south of the United States cause all kinds of problems, right? Have you guys ever been stung by fire ants? I no. think so in Florida when I, yeah. when I was little. Mm. Yeah. They have these mounds in, in all the lawns mm-hmm. and so on there. And if you step on them, you get stung yep. like a million times by these Whoa. horrible little ants. Yep. Oh. Well, back in Argentina and Brazil, where they come from, there's about 20 species of ant decapitating flies that attack them. Whoa. There's none here. So people have tried to control them by spring, but that doesn't work because the ants, the fire ants are better at recolonizing than the native ants are. So if you spray, you actually increase the density of the fire ants. Oh, my God. Why would it increase the density? Because the fire ants are better at recolonizing an area once they've been, once everything has been. Oh, so they go into like a new mode of of creating themselves. Well, they invade areas, and the native ants can hold out to some extent because Mm. they're entrenched already. But if if the board is wiped clean, then the fire ants do better. Wow. 
So people have tried to bring in about five of these Ford species, these anti-capitating fly species, to control the fire ants. It hasn't worked yet, but... Maybe they need more species. Maybe they need more time. Has that worked ever where they release, uh, you know, an insect to kill another insect and it actually decreases their population? Yeah, the uh, standard best model for a biological control program took place in California with the cottony cushion scale, which was a uh, pest of citrus. And they brought in a ladybug that took care of that from Australia. Wow. And that was done at UC Riverside. How did she take care of it, that ladybug? Well, the ladybugs eat the, the cottony cushion scales and they clean them up. Wow. Oh, and yeah. they have no interest in the citrus. No. Got it. Ladybugs hate citrus. Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> well, they... <laughs> yeah, there's no ladybugs that eat citrus. They oh. eat the aphids and, and scales and things that feed on the citrus plants. Okay. Um, and they knew, I guess, ahead of time that these ladybugs would... Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, if you had to be reincarnated as a bug... The last one would be an aphid. Yeah, aphids are like cows sitting out there. They're just doing nothing. They're just eating a little tiny plant. And they're even Useless. tinier. I hate them. Yeah, what would you guys do if you had to be a bug when you came back? Oh, man. That's really tough. Probably something that could fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fly seems more cool. like you have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that we're answering before Brian. <laughs> no, he said best for last, baby. That's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. And he'll probably just make fun of our choices. Um I would say, man, I, I hate wasps a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. but my brain goes to like a wasp or like a hornet because I feel like who's going to, who's going to F with me. But dude, what? I mean, we learned this today. Yeah. You're just going to, you're going to bone midair and then you're going to die. Well, yeah. I, that's a very small percentage chance that that happens. You got to be selective. I got to, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a worker, but then I can't have kids. Sure. It's a right. tough call. There's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Eric? I'd like to be a millipede. Hey. I just Ooh, like gross. it's very uh, uh, <laughs> what's the word like uh, cool. not, not soothing what inoffensive inoffensive oh okay yeah. that makes sense wow. yeah I just love uh, watching the, their, their little legs <laughs> move across the ground I you know, know that they can make cyanide compounds to protect themselves right Whoa. So if something tries to mess with them they can spray that out cyanide yeah Wow. But there's one of my flies, one of the groups of forward flies actually are parasitoids of millipedes too. So oh. you don't escape from the small fly maggot death. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. No. By the way, he says my flies because he himself has discovered like an enormous amount of forids, wow. like more than anybody, right? Wow. Not more than anybody, no. Well, where are you? Top five? What are we talking about? No, t- I'm up in the top five, sure. <laughs> All right. Top three? Yes. Who keeps track of that? Oh, <laughs> and humble. humble. Yeah. <laughs> That's a top three. I mean, all you have to do is look at my website and you can see that. Of course, there we go. It's, uh, it right. speaks for itself. Check yeah. it out. Hollywood Dr. Brian Brown, yeah. top3.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jacob? Yeah, what's I, yours? Yeah, it's going to be something also inoffensive. Um, I would probably a butterfly so I can be Ooh. both. It can be two things in oh, that one cool life. Too, you like yeah. to change. I want to be the caterpillar and then I want to be the butterfly. That's really nice. That's beautiful, Jacob. Thank you, ma'am. What about you, Dr. BB? I don't know. I think uh, something robust that doesn't have a big probability of being eaten almost Mm. immediately. (laughs) Sure. Wait, so all of our choices, is that the case? I've seen too many caterpillars with parasites in them, I guess. Sorry, Jacob. No, I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of shit, man. Maybe a big dragonfly would be something that would be good to be. Oh, that's my second choice. If you had to be an insect. I mean... Basically, basically, if you're an insect, you're at the base of the food chain. It's not a good right. place to be at any point. Mm. Wow. So 
but but they've been around, you know, for millions and millions of years, hundreds yeah. of millions of years. So isn't that like I don't know? They're at the bottom of the food chain, but they're also the only thing that survives. But you, as an individual, only live one life, right? You don't live your entire mm. phylogenetic history. So I guess that's true. It seems like they share a common, I don't know, brain, spirit, whatever you want to call it, uh, collective conscious projection. Yeah. What's the life <laughs> age projection? No. Hey, yeah, trust me, when they happen. die, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. What's the it. longest lifespan <laughs> of, a, of a bug? Like, what bug has the longest lifespan? Yeah, some termite queens will live for 20 years or so. Mm. Wow. Some cool. tarantulas will live 10 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What about the, the cockroaches that could survive a nuclear fallout? Is that's that... as a species. That's not necessarily as a mm. individual. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay, interesting. What other insects creatures maybe do what jacob was talking about which is like transform their entire being that's a whole group of the insects the we call them the holometabla holometabla yeah like hold them a tablet excuse me, excuse hold me. Him a tablet. can you hold them a tablet i have to go to the rest there you go <laughs> hold them a tablet got an so airplane met- metabola refers to metabolism right and they have uh, what we call a complete life cycle egg larva uh, pupa and adult. Mm-hmm. So four separate life stages to do four separate things. Mm. Mm. Like the alien. An alien, right? Yeah, okay. to some extent. Sure. So, uh, like the uh, documentary. Like a, a fake a face hugger and then... <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And then somehow grows into a six-foot monster. So it's, a, it's, it's not just the butterfly. There's <laughs> so yeah, the, th- the great thing about holometabolous insects is that they do most... Most of them do most of their feeding as immature. So they can be specialized on feeding and growing in their, in their immature stage. Then as adults, they're specialized on dispersing and mating. Mm. So that specialization at different levels means you don't have to be a generalist at every level, right? Mm. Okay. It's kind of like human life, too. You start as a baby, you know. Except that you, when you turn older, when you're a human, you don't get wings. Right. We don't have a pupil stage in which we basically liquefy all our tissues and reorganize them into <laughs> Speak a new for yourself. organism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you Eric, don't know you Eric. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you actually finish all your sentences with Eric, you idiot? Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> We'd I'll all prefer it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you dolt. Yeah. So wait, so which, so yeah, what other insects or creatures do this? So the hymenoptera, your friends, the ants, bees, and wasps. Okay. The true flies, the beetles, mm-hmm. and uh, the butterflies and moths. Mm-hmm. Not Those the, are all the home, holometabolists. Those are all the most successful home. groups of, of insects. Okay. Holometabolists. 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 Excuse me. Excuse me. Holo. Holo my tablet. Excuse me. Holo. Holo my tablet. That's a weird name. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering because. So these bugs are humongous, right? right. Their size is absolutely uh, terrifying. So I, I want to know, one, like, what's the biggest bug that we have? And then, two, and I think, Jacob, you originally told me this, that bugs used to be much bigger than they are. Dr. Doug told you that, today. you liar. No, you told me because Guillermo told you. Ah, uh, Guillermo. That <laughs> our good friend, shout out. To shout our out good to friend. Guillermo in Germany. He's a scientist. He's a, sci- he's a bug boy. In, That's right. In, scientist yeah. in Germany. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, one, I guess, what's the biggest, uh, it doesn't biggest have to be how? most terrifying, but yeah, just, just in size. Length, weight. Mm. Uh, give me it all. So Girth. things like uh, the Titanus giganteus. That's that sounds, that sounds tiny. <laughs> yeah. No clue in that name, right? It's about four or five inch long beetle from the central Amazon. It's pretty oh. spectacularly robust. Okay. Have you seen one of those? 
Uh, we've got them in the collection. I've never seen them alive. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You've seen them dead. And Very there are things alive. like bird wing butterflies that have wingspans that are almost 10, 12 inches. Oh, wow. They're huge. Wow. But, you know, they don't terrifying. mass up the same as something like those big beetles. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's um, walking sticks that are almost two feet long. Whoa. Wow. Do but, they pose a threat? No. Okay. That they sound not yeah. unless you're a bamboo plant or something. Oh, okay. Are the walking sticks like those things that uh, that look that camouflage as leaves? Yes, the leaves and branches. <laughs> you know. Eric, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, just following. I invite it. Oh, I, agree. I like I'm, it. <laughs> oh, it's so good, and it's not going to get old. Eric, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> so back. A long time ago, we think that there was higher levels of oxygen. There, there was higher level of oxygen in the you know, atmosphere than there is now, mm-hmm. which allowed insects to grow larger. Because one of the limiting factors on insect size today is their, rep- is their respiratory system. They don't have a hemoglobin and lungs that carry oxygen to their tissues like we do. Okay. They have the system called the tracheal system, which is basically holes in the side of their body that are tubes that split off and each cell in the body gets one of these tubes with oxygen going to it. Wow. So as you get bigger, you know, there's a, a relationship between surface area and the con- complexity of the tubing that you need to supply all those cells. And it just gets to a point where the body can't support it, where enough oxygen doesn't get to the cells. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that's intense. Um, yeah. How how big are we talking? We're talking about dragonflies with meter Wide wingspans. Very cool. Very yes. cool. What about foot long silverfish, that kind of thing? Silverfish? I you guys silverfish. What is that? Those are the things in your apartment. In uh, your sink, me? whatever. <laughs> I see them in the sinks all the time. They're sort of mm. um, silvery looking, run around in the, they're like in cat, the dry parts. They're part of the they millipede kind of like family, right? Whatever that's no, called. No, they're insects. Oh, what's oh. a millipede? Millipede is a. Um, Myriapod, we call them. Uh, Myriapod. They're related to insects, but they're not insects. Okay, but but silverfish oh. have a bunch of legs, no? Tiny little feet? No, I think you're thinking of a house centipede. Oh, yeah, that, I, you're right. Yeah, that's you're, another You're group. exactly right. House centipede. I've I seen know. that in my shower. Is that the actual name, or we just named it that because they show up in people's houses? Yeah, that's the name that God gave them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christian Ethan, name. Ethan, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> Ethan, you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... So if there was a bug that, you know, would evolve to, you know, be our enemy that we would actually have to go and battle, mm. what do you think that would... What? We, we already have it. It's the mosquito. Oh. It causes more deaths worldwide than any other animal, probably, through the diseases it carries. Right. And when I say Thanks. it, there are dozens and dozens of species of mosquitoes that carry deadly diseases. Ugh. So the amount of money and... Suffering that's caused by things like um, yellow fever, malaria, and so on worldwide is just tremendous. Damn. West Nile, Zika, yeah. all these. What can we do to stop this epidemic? <laughs> Mosquito nets? Yeah, I mean. Big nets. And not leave standing water in our backyards. That's a big one for here in L.A. because now oh. we've got the huh. yellow fever mosquitoes starting oh, yeah. to uh, about colonize yeah. our area. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how did they get here? What's the deal? Uh, through transport, through commerce. Like I've heard one of the sources of the Asian tiger mosquito might be the uh, the bamboo, you know, those decorative bamboo um, shoots that people uh, yes, sell yeah. in nurseries. They come with a little v- flask of water. Uh-huh. So mosquitoes can 
get through a life cycle really quickly, and they don't need much water. So that would be one way that they can come over from other continents. They lay their eggs in the water? Yeah. Uh, Yikes. Whoa. So should people not buy these? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, that's how they get here. If Mm. you've got something like that, then there's an easy way to prevent them. Just rinse them off and throw out the water. Got it. Do Do a lot of bugs lay their eggs in water? Uh, some. Okay. There's a fair number of aquatic insects, but not all. And they no. fly out of the egg when they're born. When they're hatched, they fly out, and they're not in water anymore at all. No, Jacob, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least you remembered my name. Mosquitoes. <laughs> takes it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Mosquitoes remember our whole metabolism, so they have the egg, larva, pupa, and adult. Oh, they have the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. So. Whoa. And some lay eggs in a, another animal's head and control them and, right? So there's all kinds of different lifestyles, but mosquitoes are aquatic. Weird lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Mosquitoes are aquatic with their larvae. They lay their eggs on or near water, and the larvae live in the water, and then they emerge from the pupa. Got it. Wow, what a lifestyle. That's a weird lifestyle. I just see an insect lifestyle magazine. Pure one imports. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, unless you guys have some other questions, I had a couple interesting facts here about the film, and then I thought we could play a game uh, called Starship Crooners. (laughs) Great. Where you guys would play uh, Buble-esque crooners. Mm -hmm. Okay. And would sing about Starship Troopers or Dr. Brian Brown. I've got one request. Maybe we yeah. can go around and say what we think is the most ludicrous part of the movie. Ooh, okay. Ludicrous as in, like, not realistic or just insane, just ridiculous? ridiculous in okay. terms of logic. Man, there's so many it. to yeah. choose from. I know. Let me, can, can you, okay. You want to go is, first? It is similar to Total Recall in that way, that it's like a nonstop right. ride of, right. that's insane. No way! <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 You have one that you're thinking of? Well, the thing that bothers me the most, <laughs> it doesn't even have to do with the insects, is that in such a technologically advanced society they don't have something better than world war ii machine guns to oh my god right. yeah, the they bugs all with. have the oh, assault rifle good call. i have yeah i that reminds me of actually one scene specifically when they go to the outpost and then there's all the arachnids coming at them while they're in the towers <laughs> remember great scene yeah why in the world they have all of these grenades right and these little nuke guns that actually blow up big 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 areas yeah why not use them there yeah i don't know they have they're relatively just... inoffensive nukes don't they yeah yeah they keep going into nukes, nukes. Yeah. they're the millipede yeah. of nukes yeah. <laughs> inoffensive nukes i also didn't love the scene um i don't love the football scene i mean i do because it's mm. like that's the future of football i guess sure big sports fan yeah. here <laughs> A lot of front any flips. Any sports in any movie, I'm down. <laughs> a lot of front flips, weird aerial moves. And the scene, yeah. there's a great part where like, um, where Denise Richards' co-pilot from uh, the older guy that's apparently Xander. in high school. Yeah, Xander. Xander yeah. That's right. Xander dives and misses uh, Rico, mm-hmm. and he dives into the crowd, right? Yeah. And then the camera goes back to uh, Xander, who's on the floor, <laughs> and everybody's getting up. Yeah. Like, do you remember that scene? They all got knocked over. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 30 people got knocked over once, and they're all getting up at the same time. It was like the director's <laughs> choice to like not have that. Look better. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I like also that the mind. football scene was just back and forth. It was a shootout. Yeah. It was yeah. just huge <laughs> touchdown after huge touchdown. Yeah. Amazing. Well, the whole the whole field looked like it was about ten meters wide. <laughs> right, and it was indoors for yeah. sure. Like it was in a warehouse. The XFL, yeah. like yeah. And both of them, I guess, are just jacked as all hell. Because yeah. anytime they try to get tackled, they just blast dudes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Backwards. And that was kind of my the thing I found most ridiculous was like it was this kind of like weird like slapstick you universe Mm -hmm. where it's like I remember the whatever the the general or whatever is like he's like giving some big speech and he's like yeah and if you do this 
I'll kill you. Like you just everything is like way over the yeah. top. And then yeah. like where there was like there was some locker room scene where they're like ribbing each other and like just verbally, and one guy just decks a guy in the face, oh. just out of nowhere. And it seems like everybody would always have a black eye. Like it just seems <laughs> right, like also what's yeah. the what's the symbolism behind like the um the big goofy dude playing violin all the time. I think that's just a you know wartime like people have weird uh, ways of entertaining. You remember themselves. in the in the barracks though he had the old looking regular violin and then he gets a new neon yeah, green, like one green one later. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I did read that he actually learned to play the violin for that part for that role, which is very Good funny. For him. So it's new. so unnecessary. <laughs> That, that actor is a Busey, right? That's right. He's a Busey. Oh, yeah. He looks like a Busey. Busey oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, one more thing. Oh, please. You know the scene when they're all going to, like, all go off to battle? They're in this, like, train station-esque thing. This, like, uh, remember they go to the... Depot. <clears throat> yeah, they go to the guy in the front, and he uh, is missing his legs with the chair. He swivels off. Oh, yes, yes, Missing yeah. his legs. That, that scene where they're all going off to war, or to their different, like, stations or whatever. The assignments, yeah. yeah. That big giant Grand Central Station type thing has zero commercial like advertisements. Uh, it's like in the future, people expected things to be sleek and shiny with like zero commercialism right. and like corporate advertising. Yeah. But like now, that's all it is, and it'll only get more. That's right. kind of the opposite of Blade Runner. Like right, everything exactly. is like a lot of a lot of right. future movies have and, and Total Recall yeah. also just ads everywhere. Minority but there was Report was another good one. Like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. where they, they had a bunch of advertisements, but right. this one nothing, nothing. Nowhere is there any kind of branding. It's kind of yeah. nice. Do you yeah. think it's just a, a budget thing, set dressing, and no? I, I think know. it was a Creative decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But I don't know why. It's I mean, a totalitarian state, I imagine. Right. They control yeah. everything that you're going to see, and right. it's all mm-hmm. just be part of the army. Right. Yeah. I I think there was a couple things that I don't know. It didn't, like, offend me. I just thought it was, like, these are the points that made me laugh a lot. So one of them, he's talking to his parents on, like, a Skype, <laughs> and it's the point where he's saying, like, I quit. This isn't for me. He doesn't tell them that he's responsible for another dude's death, but he does say, like, I am coming home. And they're like, oh, great. Yeah, come on home. You should. And as they're talking, the meteor is coming uh, to, or, or whatever, is coming to destroy them. And they don't, we don't know that at the time. But it's so funny the way that they respond to it because the mom is like, I guess they're in different rooms, the mom and the dad, because it's split screen. But they're definitely in the same house, for they're sure. They're in the same house, but split screen. And she says like, oh, I think there's a, I don't know if I can hear you. There's a little bit of a rainstorm. And the last thing we hear is the father going, oh, sure is dark. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. And then the other thing that I loved was during the training sequence, the general who just like immediately the first thing that we see is him yelling at them that this is hard don't laugh he yells at that guy for laughing you know and then he says like all right Who's going to fight me? Right. Who thinks they can take me down? Everyone is like, it's so aggro in this movie. Dude, I, I love that. I, love I have that. one more big question mark. Maybe you guys can help me understand this. Rico is like slaughtered by, in, in the scene where they pick up from where they left off in the beginning. The, the uh, he's slaughtered by the spear the of the arachnid, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then he's in this tank that's resuscitating him back to life. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't anybody else get that treatment? And how did that happen to Rico? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because he had a lesser injury but, than like and uh, why did Dizzy he show up? He it. showed up dead. Denise Richards is so sad because she read his name on the killed in action board. Yeah. And then he's back to life. Right. Why? 
Yeah. And the, some of those relationships are pretty transparently superficial. I mean, mm-hmm. after Carl and, and Denise Richardson, what's her name in the movie? Uh, Carmen. 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 Carmen and Carl get together after Diz's funeral. Mm-hmm. And Carmen says, well, you know, I always feel like it's going to turn out when we get back together. Yeah. Oh, right. I just feel bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, it didn't work out so well for Diz. And she's got a giant <laughs> hole. Carmen has a That's hole right. in her chest at that yeah. point. Yeah, too. yeah. She's, she's cool, not though. Clenching. She's in a good she's mood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. She's not tough at any point in the movie. And then she has this gaping hole and she's like, oh, I'm part. Yeah. I want to see how that movie ends if she doesn't slice that brain boys. Uh, bosses. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, how, what if she misses? <laughs> right <there>. Whoops. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, there was a speaking of that injury. So Dizzy gets uh, annihilated. Yeah. yeah. By this leg uh, into her chest. And then and so her character lets out this huge scream and she had a problem with this during filming because she was saying like I wouldn't have any lung capacity like my character wouldn't be able to scream right. so I should just die. Now she tries to get realistic. And, right, yeah. I know. And so she went up to the director and he told her quote, just scream. <laughs> <laughs> See, she, my my heroine, Dina Myers, is showing some stagecraft there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> scream. Um, okay. Do it. And then I have, uh, just scream. And let's do another take. <laughs> that's like, that, that's, yeah. that epitomizes the director there. Yeah. They're like um, in front of a green this. screen, just like with this big, fake thing. Well, actually, scream, they were please. in, um, I can't remember where it was now, Montana or something. They were filming all that, like the bug yeah. uh, planet. What's it called? Clint. Dathu. Right. And they like the Busey kid had heat stroke. And so they had to start like lessening their clothing Whoa. during the shoot. And like 25 people per day, I think it was on average, were treated for heat stroke. It was like 105 while they were shooting these, these wow. scenes. Did wow. you notice in also early on, there was a news flash from one of those settlements and they called it Mormon extremists. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. That was interesting. Do you remember that when, interesting. You remember, I love when they call it uh, Zag- Zagama Beach or whatever. Zagama Beach. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. my tablet. I don't want to go to Zagama Beach. <laughs> yeah. And, well, the first time they bring it up, he's like, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to go to Zagama Beach. With your parents? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound Zagamon very fun. Zagama Beach. But he was Dina like so My- pissed. Dina Myers, you know, I can't believe that she was upset with... The not being able to scream after getting skewered mm-hmm. as compared with the next scene where she has to say, Rico, it's I'm dying, but it's OK because I got to have you. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's he's not really so awesome. a good trade. Yeah. Yeah. She's really trying to look on the bright side, I guess. <laughs> OK. So um, Michael Ironside, you guys know who Michael Ironside mm. is? Yep. Mm-hmm. So he read the novel as a youth. And as we know, Paul uh, Verhoeven did not. And so while they were shooting, he asked Verhoeven, who, by the way, grew up in Nazi-occupied Netherlands. Wow. Mm. He asked him, why are you doing a right-wing fascist movie? And Verhoeven replied, if I tell the world that a right-wing fascist way of doing things doesn't work, no one will listen to me. So I'm going to make a perfect fascist world where everyone is beautiful, everything is shiny, everything has big guns and fancy ships, but it's only good for killing fucking bugs. I thought was pretty cool. Mm, wow. And he had another quote that said, war makes us, um, war makes fascists of all of us. I like that. Whose quote is that? That's Paul Verhoeven. Wow. It sounds yep. recycled to me. Yeah, he probably oh. recycled it. That's, that's probably true. But I like the whole big fancy guns and ships uh-huh. and, you know, like well, proving it the other way is kind of cool. You know, maybe you know. maybe it's because I saw the documentary on, uh, on uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. A Bug's Life? 
<laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it, it definitely did feel um, like a lot of the World War II, Third Reich type stuff in this movie. But I, yeah. But there were some Vietnam vibes too. Like, oh yeah, getting yeah. into a war we know we can't win, and them hiding in the, the bugs hiding in the bunkers. It. Televising Vietnam it. was yeah. the first TV war, and they they keep mm-hmm. showing, yeah. you know, like live footage. Mm-hmm. Some people say live and let live, and we invaded the bugs territory. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sort of yeah. Thing. yeah. Totally. Yeah, but Carl's wearing some real jack boots there as the uh as the information officer right yes that's the most nazi-esque yeah and there were certain shots that he said that verhoeven said are like completely he you know redid like nazi propaganda triumph of the will and and, like right exactly so there's there's totally that um and then maybe that's why the movie holds up like or like it's mm -hmm. still popular because there's this whole like i mean it's not super subtle but like even the even more subtle stuff like yeah translates to people totally um, and it's hilarious. It's yeah. consistently hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, one more fun Paul Verhoeven fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the arachnids appearing on the film are CGI, but a few of them were robotic models that got built. And uh, during the battle sequences, the actors wound up looking not at the models, but at Paul, Ver- <laughs> Paul Verhoeven mm-hmm. because he would stand in front of them and just jump and scream to try and get their reactions. Whoa. So I don't know. This dude rocks is basically all I'm trying yeah. to say. Is he still alive? He is 80 years old and still alive. 80. Love it. That's right. Let's get him on the show. And, he uh, uses, yeah, let's, uh, and let's call him in. Brett? I think it'd be more fun to get Dina Myers in, actually. Yeah, yeah you're right. This Denise guy. Richards, get <laughs> yeah. the whole crew, actually. Yeah, Doc, Brown, Doc Brown really wants Dizzy in here. <laughs> <laughs> wants to do that uh, mid-air mate. Yeah. Hey. No, no, married man here. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, you want to step well, out? We won't tell anyone. <laughs> um, okay, so let's try some Starship crooning. Okay, Starship okay. Crooners. Yeah. So, so Brett, there's a right that second file. You're gonna have to blast it a little bit, but uh, but you know, you guys feel free uh, to to croon it up and and give us a nice little outro here. Hey, teach, take me down to Sagamore Beach. <laughs> I heard there's a bug invasion and I want to get my hands on an arachnid. Hey, <laughs> guy, throw me a gun. Super fast. There you go. Thanks, guy. I got to make the ball and last. I want to make love to a girl in midair. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzing around on Clendathu, looking for my friend. Oh no, she's dead. She got speared right in the head by a thing called the Brain Boy. Brain Boy. Brain Boy. Brain Boy. Talk about Brain Boys. Come on. Sweet, that was great. Thank you. That was guys. cool. I have one more question for DB. Please. Um, Dr. Brown. I've seen these things like uh, I think it's an art piece. But it's like when you fill a ant colony with aluminum. Right. We have those at, at the museum. They're casts of the mm-hmm. nest. Oh. Right. You can pour molten aluminum down the nest and it makes a cast of all the chambers oh, and so on. That. It's yes. pretty freaking sweet. But Super here's my cool. question. Is it in – do they pour the aluminum in like inoccupied or unoccupied um, ant colonies? Do they have to kill a bunch of ants to do this? What is the deal? Oh, we wouldn't kill ants, would we? I don't. I, I don't know. Not? Would you? Don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah the whole colony is incinerated instantly by molten. Oh, aluminum. Yeah. Really? Yep. 
So, and w- the point of this is to just understand the inner workings of, an, of a colony? The structure of the, the, structure. of the nest, yeah. Do you guys do like a ritual prayer or something before you do it? Of like, well, we're about to completely uh, commit genocide here on these hands. You know, the, <laughs> the level of concern for invertebrates is relatively lower than that for mammals and other creatures we care about. Sure. Yeah, as a scientist, do you feel bad when you step on a bug? I don't kill things unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. So... But Respect. we do collect and kill large numbers of insects. <laughs> for research. So do, so do you. I mean, just driving around in a car, you mm-hmm. slaughter I aim for all it. kinds of things. Yeah. Driving. Well, how many, what, is, what is it? You, you swallow like a spider every week or something spider like that? Spider a week, yeah. In your sleep? Uh, no, I don't think that's true. Okay. <laughs> well, it's something like that. <laughs> I've heard that. That's what I'm saying. But there's insect yeah. parts in our food and that kind of thing. Oh. Hey. <laughs> what is, My what's, own. The, what's the top uh, insect food? The top insect. Yeah, what yeah, the like, heck uh, kind of question? I honestly, I was waiting to see food? how he uh, interpreted it. Uh, what? What is the top insect? Like it's ravioli, up? Ethan. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> ravioli. Hey, don't order it. No, uh, I don't know. Is there something Ricotta. you avoid because you think, oh, there's probably you know cockroaches in this? No. Okay. I, I think most of our food is is inspected, and the number of insect parts per million is kept relatively low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're still in there. Yeah. I mean, something like black pepper can hide a, a wealth of of insect parts. Okay. No more black pepper, guys. Yeah, yeah. Moffat. Nope. <laughs> Dun, Dunzo. Okay. Some people eat insects on purpose. And yeah, it's a delicacy in some countries. I think only chocolate-covered crickets, though, right? Uh, or, and fried ants are in, like, Africa and stuff. Yeah, termites, actually. Whoa. Whoa. Hmm. What, what, if, what would happen if, if you just ate a termite? Nothing. Cool. <laughs> Have you done it? No. Huh? What have you eaten? Like I've eaten you. June bugs and uh, live or fried larvae and stuff. No, why? Fried. Why yeah. did you eat the June bug? We were in Thailand and we were out collecting. We had a night light, and there was a big hatch of June bugs that came in. And some nice man came by and said, "Oh, these are really good." Collected a bunch and <laughs> brought us some the next morning, Crazy stir fried. Ooh, wow! It was oh, good? What did it taste like? Old wok. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> You say old guac? Old wok. W-O-K. Correct. Okay. Cool. That's probably what he was using. Yeah, that's probably what he was using. Yeah. (laughs) You just tasted the bottom of the pan, my man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not good. (laughs) That's so funny. It tastes like whatever you cook it in. Okay. um, Dr. Brian Brown, uh, thank you so much for joining us, obviously. Is there anything you'd like to plug, tell people about... Well, the Natural History Museum is an institution that everybody should visit, and it's uh, renovated itself quite a bit over the last five years. So if you only have been there as a child and haven't been back, come back and see what's new. Great. Right. Yeah. Where is that again? 900 Exposition Boulevard, right across from the Coliseum. Awesome. Oh, cool. Beautiful. So visit the Coliseum maybe, and then also right. NHM. Catch an LAFC game. Yep. Yeah. And then head on over to, to, to the after party at, at the Natural the History Museum. Museum. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. And uh, guys, you have anything coming up you want to tell people about? We're or? going to Toronto, baby. Yeah. That's right. Goodies are off to JFL Toronto. JFL 42. Yes. That's yeah. my hometown. Whoa. Wow. I'm from Toronto. All okay. right. Well, yeah. you got to tell us what we should do. And yeah. Such. Tell us where to get some good June bug. Yeah. <laughs> some bottom of the stir fry. <laughs> yeah. Bottom of the wall. That's what walk. you're interested in. It's a great international city. A lot of good restaurants. So. Great. Wow. We love restaurants. Yep. Goodies love restaurants. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, great. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, thank you so much. What Sign off with the croon? Yeah, let's, uh, let's <laughs> kick Sign it. Sign off with the croon! Let's kick the croon, and we'll see you guys later. <laughs>
place I want to live when I'm older. I want to be a man. <laughs> Stable, remove my heart and throw it back to earth. Use an old gun to kill a bug. That's the life I want to live. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Megan Bates and the arachnid protrooper, Brett Kushner. I want to give a quick shout out to Brent Butler, who helped me on the intro and the ad read for this episode. And of course, my lovely boys in the cooties, Eric and Jacob. We are going to be on Conan on Thursday night. Um, feels ridiculous just to say it, but it is true. If you don't happen to catch us live, then be sure to check us out online. I hope they put it up afterwards. Um, and I guess that's it. Look us up on Instagram at Bad Science Show or send us an email at badscience at seeker.com. That's badscience at seeker.com. And please, if you would, rate and review the show. Give us five stars. That would really help us out. So I am told from the higher up suits. Okay, that's all. See you next week. Bye.